This is a conversation with Siaka Masakwa. He is a an LA-based actor of Liberian descent. Uh, he's been in SWAT, Lethal Weapon, NCIS, uh, some other stuff. He's also a very outspoken conservative and a huge Trump supporter, um, so much so that he was actually at the Capitol on January 6th. And so we talk about that. We talk about his journey, you know, going from being an Obama supporter to a Trump supporter, you know, being at the Capitol on January 6th, what, what, what that was like, getting raided by uh, like like 20 federal agents afterwards, although not, you know, he's not charged with anything. And yeah, it's, the, uh, you know, a really cool conversation. Um, so here's Siaka Massaqua. Siaka, okay, this is, is going to be the first time I've been on the other side of this question. How do you pronounce your last name? Massaqua. Oh, see, I was going to say Massacoy, so see, I was... That's close. Okay, that's close. And Siaka, obviously, that's... that's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and then where, what's the... Because I was trying to find it online. I try to, like, research people. Um, but what was your... What's the? What's your, like, um like heritage, background? Oh, it's it's like, it's not online? I talk about it all the time. It's a, it's a Liberian, West African. Okay, yeah, I knew you were West African, because, I mean, we, yeah. you know, we, have that, we have that face. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, 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 we got that nose. That's what happens. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean... That African... It, it is crazy. Yeah. I mean, gr- growing up, you know, getting the whole African booty scratcher thing, and now it's like cool to be African. It's it's been very wild. Like, um, <laughs> I haven't heard that phrase. Oh my god! Well, I, I, I can't remember the last time I've heard that phrase. <laughs> I'm sorry. It is not like funny in general. It's just a funny like. Wait, that they used to say that. I remember that now. You African booty scratcher. I'm like, hey, yeah, I, I mean, they said that to you, right? I'm sure they said. Yeah, I mean, you're a little older, yeah. But yeah. Well, I, I made a TV like kind of teaser trailer pilot called African Booty Scratcher. It's actually what ended up getting in The Simpsons. <laughs> it was like the not the pilot, not the not the teaser, but like the pilot I wrote. But it's, yeah. it's I feel like people like, you'll meet people and like oh just like let it go because like I feel like Africans are always kind of talking about oh like you know kind of like that Mike Jones like back then you didn't want me now I'm hot you all on me like oh, mm-hmm, now yeah. we're cool you know you know Burner Boy like I'll meet girls <laughs> and they know every Burner Boy lyric like especially in Houston but they know they like know oh. every single. Or the worst, like, I don't know if you're single or dating, but, like, you'll meet girls, and, like, they'll be like, oh, I love Jalof Rice. And it's like, who told you about Jalof Rice? Hey, Jalof Rice is getting hot now, man. When I saw it on Instagram of how to make, and they had, like, actually, it's two things. When I saw it on Instagram, it was I think it was being made by, by a, a Latino person, and I'm just like, huh, which is fine. Everybody can make whatever. But it just was like, uh-oh, now this is commercial. And then I saw it at, uh, I think it was at Ralph's, and I saw a bag. That said, like Jellof Rice, and I was like, "Oh, uh, I think it was Trader Joe's." There's, there's a there's Trader a, Joe's. I think, yeah. yeah, Trader Joe's has their Jellof Rice. I haven't tried it, but I, I'm, I'm sorry, I just don't believe it's going to be any good. Don't, don't, I mean, not if you've had real Jellof Rice, don't, um, don't do that to yourself. Yeah, well, you'll, I'll meet like black women, and they'll be like, "Oh, you know, I love a goosey." I like, I'm like, who? Wait, what? <laughs> Well, you know, hey, there's a there's a lot more too. You gotta you gotta think too. Uh, like for example, Liberia was in a 20 year civil war, and a lot of our refugees came over here. They've been hanging out and mingling. Like that cousin that went to University of Georgia, he he went another one that went to Michigan. So they got to get on. And you know, you know, as Africans, we we kind of we got that good that good look, that different look. The thing is, I just want to be the first. Like, I want to be your first African. I don't. I don't want. Like, I want you to just pretend. Like, just be like, oh, egusi. Egg, what's what's egusi? You know, like, jolly, what's this tomato rice? Well, you know what it is. I'll say it's like this. You ever meet a girl? And are you in the uh, sports at all or video games? Yeah, not into video. I haven't really played video games since like PlayStation Two, like Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. But so I, let's say I'm in the even back then, even back then, right? 
what would the girls say? Oh, yeah, no, I like games. I like video games. Like, I like Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat. And then you actually hang out with them. They don't know anything about it. It was just so they can get close to you. I think that's what's well, happening now, now when the girls are dropping Jell of Rice and, <laughs> and Fufu well, first, and all that. They're like, <laughs> first of all, I, I was never, I was not cool back then. I mean, not that I'm cool now, but girls were definitely not lying <laughs> to like hang out with me. Um, but I know I, I'm telling you, like, at least in Houston and even probably LA too, like, they're not lying. Like, they, they've had, like, I think, you know, at a certain age, like, you've been dating for a while. Houston has a lot of Nigerians. Um, mm, LA, yeah, has there you go. LA has not, a, I mean, the big Nigerian have a whole bunch. Yeah, the big Nigerian capitals are Houston, Atlanta, and then the DMB. But like yeah. LA has a smattering. I mean, they don't have a whole bunch. I remember when I moved to LA, I couldn't find good jollof to save my life. Like I, yeah, I could find no. other African food, but no, the jollof was just, you know, sorry, it was trash. Uh, well, shout <laughs> out this one place called Aduke. I don't know if they're still around, but Aduke Kitchen, they have a, an Inglewood location that actually does have good jollof. Oh, let's see. Yeah, last I checked. But yeah, no, I think like they really like they know, you know, like they they'll be singing like, you know, oh, I, I need Igbo and Shayo, like, you know, that Burner Boy song. They they know, you know, Idon Kas, last, last, you know, everybody go chop They don't know the words, they don't, they get, they don't know what wow. it means. But I'm telling you, they know, like they know. They really know. They're not faking it. So like, and I think the other thing is that like I've like Africans, Nigerians have have a reputation of being like kind of toxic. So like when I know they've been with a with a Nigerian, it kind of just makes me like, oh, like, you know, like I know, you know. <laughs> Wait, what, what's the why? 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 <laughs> I, I haven't heard that. What, what's what's going? When you've heard hey, that they're, they're toxic. <laughs> if you know, anything, I heard we're 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 a, little, we're a little more refreshing than the than the than the normal. I would say uh, uh, black Americans here. That's what I usually get. Like, ah, oh, it's a little. Well, different. I think it's like, but I don't know. I think it's like. I don't know. It's tough. I, I think that there's like just an idea of like Yorubas or Ebos. Those are like the two biggest tribes in, in as yeah, far as Nigerians. Yeah. And I, I think it's just you know it's just selection bias. Like if you if you date enough, then you'll have a bad experience. Yeah. Um, but no, I have to ask you the question I was going to lead with. Um, oh. You know, very, very dramatically. Uh, so Siaka, <laughs> um, where were you on January sixth? Hey man, I was just I was just uh, practicing my First Amendment right. <laughs> okay, so talk, first of all, look. <laughs> So I love how I'm excited to have you on because you're like the rare, you're, you're the rarest thing. You're like a unicorn, which is, there's nothing rarer than you, which is to be a conservative in Hollywood. Like being a conservative in Hollywood is unheard of. Like I think that. A black conservative in Hollywood that's open about it. Well, yeah, that's open. You know what? That is true. I've heard little stories of like, they're actually more conservatives than you think. Oh, yeah. People just know to shut their mouths. Like if you were, it's funny. There was this. Um, I don't know if you've been following in crypto the, the collapse of FTX, this big uh, yes. crypto exchange. Yes. But Sam Bankman-Fried, the the CEO, uh, I guess you know, disgraced former CEO, or whatever um, CEO, he recently had a, a long interview, and like he began to like a lot of flack, and people were saying that the reason the, the the pieces, the news pieces on his, you know, what happened were, were so fluffy and you know not really taking him to task. Well, because he was like the number two biggest, he was the number two biggest uh, donor to Democrats in the cycle. The Democrat Party. Two. But he yep. just had an interview. Where he said, yo, I don't, we donated just as much to Republicans, but we did all that on like dark money. We did all, all that, you know, using the secret sort of donations because mm. people will go crazy if you, you know, if you openly donate to Republicans because all the journalists yeah. are liberal. And so yeah. it, I do think I have heard like there are some actors and like there are some people who like on the well, low. Denzel. Denzel's really? a conservative. Yeah, he's been uh, talking about it. They just leave Denzel alone because he's Denzel. Wait, are you, know, you breaking Isaiah news here? Washington? No, it's not breaking. breaking. No, this is, he said that. He's been saying it. If you go look at his statements, he's like Christian, God, family, like a man at home. He's been saying this stuff forever. He's like, 
I know it's about people and people need the opportunity, you know, the chance to to do for themselves. Like he speaks much like uh, Booker T. Washington. That's how Denzel kind of presents himself. Well, I mean, he also uh, speaks like Booker T. Washington, like just his, 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 his intonation. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what Booker T. Washington spoke like, but how I would imagine, a, you know, a black man who yeah. lived in the that time. Who was in the 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 tw- uh the 30s i'm looking it up now 30. yeah booker t washington let's see 1856 to 1915 so he does speak well, earlier like that but yeah i so, think that's true too and then yeah, also yeah. isaiah washington i know he uh he actually his thing is different though because he got he got blackballed because he called out what was going on in gray's anatomy and then that to kind of put him in a place where he's like screw it i'm just gonna do i'm gonna do me then wait what, what was going on in gray's i mean i don't you know that so, I don't know. Well, this was back like this is early in the Grey's Anatomy, and they had that one actor. Uh, oh, man, I forget his name. The younger looking guy, and he, um, you know, he's a gay guy. And Isaiah Washington made a comment about you know blah 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 because he's gay. Like he just said that, and then there was a huge controversy. And then the Emmys, when they won the Emmy for best you know show, as they're all up on stage, he he or no, not up on stage. They say their thing and then they go back for the uh, the interviews afterwards as a group. And he jumps up. He goes, "Hey, <laughs> just want to say all this stuff." He's got he kind of like tried to try to like you know make it like it wasn't that big of a deal. And then he was fired from the show because of his oh, wow. intolerance. Yeah. So there's yeah. there's ones that are out there that are quiet, and there's a few you have to kind of like you have to be searching for. But I think with the Prager U video I did calling out Hollywood back in 2020 um, and everything else I've been involved in, uh, you know, whether I wanted to or not, um, it's, you know, I'm pretty, pretty vocal and pretty, uh, it's pretty open and out there for people to see. Yeah. I mean, do people, do, do, do anyone, does anyone like reach out to you? Like, Hey man, like, you know, like I agree, I, I can't say this, but I agree. Like, does that happen oh, yeah. a lot? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like I wouldn't I, like, so I would say it happens when it comes to my names. There's been a few, only a few that have reached out to me and been like, yo, keep fighting. I see what you're doing. That stuff support you. Oh, like um, notable, like notable of, people. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. I mean, there's, and then there's a, um, I don't want to put on blast on here. It's probably like, oh, I would sure. say a handful, yeah. like five, like five people in the industry that work that have reached out. Um, but I will get more young actors, you know, who, um, kind of don't know where to go because, they see the craziness happening and they, you know, they kind of, they're in a position where they, and it's not even a thing of just being a conservative as much as just being, um, just well, being not, not buying in. Well, it's, I think it's less being even, you know, being conservative and more just not being super, super liberal. Um, yes. Or not, and not and they, liberal. they feel like, like they can't even say anything. Yeah, like super, super progress, progressive. Although I do feel progressive. like, I do feel like being black kind of gives you license in a weird way to be, to not be, to kind of disagree with certain things because yes you're like no one can call you racist <laughs> i mean yeah <laughs> yeah really well um, i mean in my in my belief like i do believe that uh black men are the ones to to can be the ones to write the ship if they decide to speak up because of that fact because well, of I mean, that fact that they see what's going on but you know people keep themselves quiet because of the kind of the nature of the the way the industry is set up and i'm like well yeah we have we have that different space and just we need to start speaking, you know, from that place. Well, people, I mean, if I mean, it's a little bit different, but if you look at like, um, you know, con- and I, I'm not saying I agree with any, you know, I'm, I'm the host. I'm not saying I agree or disagree with, with, with anyone, but um, yeah. like if you look at Kanye, Kyrie, um, you know, people have, um, you know, started speaking. I mean, not in a really political sense, but, you know, been, been speaking out about certain things. 
But mm-hmm. um, I mean, let's just take it back to the beginning. Like, like, how did you end up, you know, in America? Your librarian, and also just to let you people know who you are. Like, you're you're an actor. You've been in SWAT. You've been in um, Lethal Weapon. When kids grow up, um, you're kind of biggest in NCIS. Oh yeah, NCIS. Yeah, uh, how could um, I forget that? And then you know, Californians moved to Texas as this kind of yeah. this this, uh, this uh, kind of more independent Babylon B production. Which the, the yes. Babylon B is the the site that um Elon Musk basically bought Twitter to free. Um, they had been banned by Twitter. Yeah, forty four billion dollars for, for satire. <laughs> for, yeah, yeah right, for satire though. You know? Yeah, for, yeah, forty four billion dollars. But yeah, like tell us about how you got like first, like your journey into acting, right? Like coming from you know, being mm. an African. I don't know. Did you did you ever live in Liberia? Or were you born here? Um, I was born in in upstate New York, Rochester, and then I ended up. My mom moved back right away, so I was there for the first three years of my life. And then because in eighty three, um, there was a civil war that started, or a coup that took over. General Doe took over the country. Okay, I, I can relate and, to that. Nigeria's got its. I mean, you, yeah. I'm sure you know Nigeria's you know, coup, I mean, a coup here, a coup there. <laughs> yeah, that's called that's called a Tuesday. No, the, uh, well, no, no, like, no. A, a coup, a coup is actually what you did on January sixth. Um, well, we'll get to that. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> man I, I tell you what, with a cell phone i've never seen it was a lot different than the videos i saw of the coup in liberia i tell you that um but uh when they were they had people standing on the beach tied up to post and they that and yeah and they 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 used ak's on them that that's how they executed that coup and yeah, that was i remember seeing different. that vhs when i was like five i was like oh, oh wow, wow that's real stuff yeah wow, wow. that's real so, stuff so, so i was born with, there or i was born upstate went to liberia then we moved back Ended up, uh, you know, for spending some time in the city of Chicago itself with my dad for a few years. And then I moved back with my mom. And that's pretty much my formative years was uh, I grew up in uh, Evanston, Illinois, which is okay. right north of Chicago or Northwestern University. And all that was stuff it is. like, I don't know if you, I mean, you, you, you listen to hip hop at all? No, not anymore. Not oh, since, yeah, I mean, not, honestly, not consistently since early 2000. Because, you know. Well, who was like your last most like your last artist you really listened to back then? Well, the one I've actually really listened to of a recent artist was like three, four years ago. I was really into J. Cole. J. Cole is just, to me, just cl- one of the cleanest, not not clean from a, a language standpoint or anything, but just as as just sharp. You know what I mean? Like he's the way he puts it together. It, it's it almost feels like even when he's kind of talking about, you know, when he's kind of and he doesn't really rap about trap stuff all that much. But that that just kind of vernacular in there when he does it, he just he just has like it seems like everything's thought out. Right. And so yeah. I, I dig that J. Cole style. And that's what I got into. But like back would be like the Lost Boys. You know, I listened to, of course, Eminem, Biggie, uh, Bone Thugs. Um, wow, no Pac. Had, you know, honestly, here's the funny thing. My homies love Pac. You could kind of play Tupac, Loki. You got the bald head. I auditioned, like I auditioned for Tupac like six years ago. <laughs> hey, oh, that. Is it the All Eyes on Me? The All Eyes on Me? Yes. Movie, or was it? I, yes. And I did the. Uh, I So I worked there and was like, I got the audition two days before I had a little beer. So I kept the, I made it a goatee, got a little tank top and, um, and went and, uh, I rehearsed the song all eyes. Cause they, they say come in with a verse. So I did oh, all okay. eyes on me and I did a little verse and I was like doing my thing or whatnot. So, wow. uh, yeah, that was, that was, uh, yeah, you, you, you got <laughs> but the I didn't, I don't know. Bit. I wasn't, I wasn't really a big Tupac guy. I was more a biggie guy. I was more East coast. Cause I was like, okay. I was born in New York. So I was like, nah, I'm going to always yeah. kind of lean this way. So well, that, that's yeah. what I, that's what I dug more. Yeah. No, I asked because like, I think I, I got really into like, you know, I'm a big hip hop guy. I mean, I listen to all sorts of things. I listen to like my music taste is super eclectic. I like like vampire weekend, mm-hmm. Lana Del Rey, Bob Dylan, but like, I listen to a lot of like heart, like rap too, mostly. Um, and um but like chicago is like the rap stuff there like the violence yeah. and I, I mean it seems like evanston's like removed from that i think but like or i don't know if it yeah, is a little but bit. Like, there was 
like the murders and like I mean, I mean you know well you're a conservative so you know you probably know like you know the the murder numbers in Chicago like down to the back of your hand probably but like um, I mean, it's, not as much well, anymore but I just know it's it's like I've been watching that since 2010 since um, Rahm Emanuel took over as mayor he was given that position in a you know by the system set up there and in the first six months he shut down 50 schools in the South Side by that following summer. It was the high, it was the murder uh, capital of the country. So wow. it, it is clearly a cause and effect right there. He also, the West side, I have a buddy of mine that I went to high school with. We played football and wrestled together. He, um, he's a, he's a police officer there and he's telling me how the West side is just an open drug market. So, right. and just to, just to, just to interject really on. quick, oh, yeah. I like to, I like to fact check live. Cause sometimes people just say crazy stuff, yeah. but I am looking Chicago sometimes the but the record Chicagoans most likely will remember from his tenure is that he closed 50 schools more than had ever been closed at one time in the United States, most of them in African-American neighborhoods. So Siaka is not just talking out of his, you know, I, I do like oh. to fact check. Um, you know, please, please. And, oh, because sure. like, look, I, the, the things that I, I, I like to, you know, before I, I started coming out and being as vocal, I watched a lot of what was going on. And one of the things that I wanted to be uh, clear about is number one, two of things is to be consistent in what I say. If I'm bringing up these, t- like you'll hear in other interviews, I say the same thing about Rahm Emanuel. I don't make it, I don't go away from it depending on who I'm talking to. And, you know, and two, with that consistency, um, people, ca- it's harder for people to use things against you because that's what they want. And I'd see that's what really hurts people. Like, well, I heard you said here over here and now you say, how do you, I'm like, no, man, like, if I'm yeah, going to come they out get and you, say They get you tripped up. They get you twisted yeah. up in your own. Yeah. And that's right. Okay. So your evidence, so was it like, yeah, what kind of upbringing was it? Was it like, was it in the close to violence? Was it away from violence? Was it in the middle? You know, like, it was, it was, I would say it was like a middle ground. Like we always kind of saw Evanston as like a mini Chicago where it was, um, and probably a mini Chicago that was five times, no, 10 times safer. Cause we had our area, right. That was like it was a little something, but everything has their area. But for the most part, like, Growing up with liberal sensibilities, and that's why I was taught, but we were we were still pro-America. Like, we had our 4th of July parade. The same parade in 2020, like many of these liberal cities, they shut it down in, in the city I grew up. I mean, the, our football team marched in that parade. That was pro-United States. That's how I grew up. I mean, they shut everything down during COVID, obviously. And I know you were out well, not, about that. Oh, or even... Even only only in the liberal cities that canceled um canceled fourth of July. So like that's that's what I mean. Like they were a part of that cancellation where other places still stood up and celebrated. That was a you know, seeing that happen was like, wow, man, I've come up such a different way. But I, like I grew up in it. I grew up in it. There's you know, I sat there, I went to the college, University of Iowa, and and uh, you know, I actually even did in, in high school, I did an anti-violence march from the high school to our downtown. Or oh, I so was, you, you were uh, always politically active. You were always pretty politi- politically you know, active. Yeah, I was in I was in st- uh, student council in high school. Yeah, I was I was always kind of there. Um, I, I was a history guy in high school and college. That was kind of my big thing. I mean, I fell into acting in college. That's what that was my passion. So then, instead of just becoming a history teacher, I decided to do acting instead. Um, any sports? Any sports in there or no? Yeah, yeah. I went to school for I went. To, I got a scholarship to play football at the University of Iowa. So uh, I'm going to guess cornerback. No, nah, running back. I was told to oh. rock, baby. You, yeah, you, you, don't, you don't give me you don't give me a corner like running back vibes. Like I feel like running back is like kind of stout or like just really maybe you lost weight. I don't know. You know, yeah, I, no, I definitely lost weight, but uh, most of my weight was always on my legs. So anytime somebody look at me up top, because <laughs> there's guys. I remember we went to a game to watch another team 
and another team was there and we're talking we're like yeah we're from evanston and the guy was like so what's up with that massacre huh is he all right i was like yeah i'm doing okay and they looked at me and they're like you're not him i'm like my friends are laughing i'm like yeah i'll see you next week i'm, I'm trying to get a hundred a, a buck 50 on you we'll see see if you recognize me then right yeah. How, but yeah no i got yeah, I was never great at football. I mean, I was never super. I mean, I was like athletic, sort of. But I was never like I, don't know, I was never great at football. I also feel like you have to be a little bit crazy because like they, like you just get hit so much. I didn't, I didn't really grow up playing it like that. Like it's you got to be like I respect you, it. I respect it. You, you definitely got to like you definitely there's there's this thing of like screw it that you have to have when you're playing football. Um, I re- I remember it was in at Iowa and it was a kickoff and I'm running down. And I play a position where I get a running start right before the kicker can kick it off. So I actually come, I get past more people faster. And so um, I'm, as I'm running down, it was against Northwestern, ironically. They come up and they make, they made a wall. And as I'm running and I'm like the first one there and me, and it was four of them and me and one of the guys gave each other a look in the eyes, man. It was one of the <laughs> most interesting moments in my life playing football. And we looked at each other like, oh my God, we're going to do this. And I just kind of go. I kind of give like a shrug, like it's about to happen. And I threw my whole body into him <laughs> and it, it ended up making the tackle, you know, but it's like, I didn't even know I made the tackle till I watched, you know, till I watched the tape. But it's just that moment. You you do have to have that little like, yeah, I'll jump off a building with a, with a, with a parachute. Let's see if it yeah, works. Like a, not, a, you know? a, a little bit of a loose screw. Um, yeah. Know, I had, I remember one time, like <laughs> it was like a drill and like, it was like a receiver drill or something. And I was like running and I just got like, I'm like, I'm, I'm I'm tracking the ball with my eyes, and I just got laid out. Like the, the, yeah. the safety just came. I mean, it was a drill, but I was like, I just I don't that know, was a like drill. Getting, yeah, I don't like getting hit. I just don't. I don't, I don't like getting hit. Like it's not fun. Um, but um, what's it called? <laughs> okay, so you're playing. So yeah, so you, I mean, that, that's a D one school, right? If you're playing against yeah, the Western, Big Ten. So you, okay, yeah, yeah. So you were like, you were like yeah. really, really good. So were you like? Yeah, you I was talking- an Illinois State Player of the Year in two thousand. Uh, wow. 2000 or sorry 1997 <laughs> everything's 2000 now, talking so about secret conservatives athletes are often i mean i, I not, look i'm not gonna act like i've had conversations or anything like uh, there's anyone i'm thinking of in particular but just i've heard that like athletes too sometimes are like even yeah. rappers to a certain extent yeah. athletes because i mean you're making that much money you start kind of feeling like hey you know like well, taxes you know, other things too it's the money definitely can play a factor J- dave Chappelle has a joke where he talks about all the stuff and he goes but I'm I'm a conservative. You see how much money I make now, or something like that. But um, the way I, how I can at least understand it is that it's it's a work reward type of of thing. You got to bust your butt to make that money. So, and a lot of a lot of MMA fighters, a lot of fighters are conservative as well. So, what is being what I've seen, and what I think a lot of people see as being offered by the left is money for nothing to a certain extent it's hard to kind of wrap your brain around that as an athlete when you know you've gone out there, you've earned your spot. Yeah, you MMA fighters, you. you're very right about MMA fighters. There yeah. is that sort of like, um, and I, yeah, that's an interesting kind of take on it. Um, because yeah, it's like, it, look, no one, no one gave them anything, especially the fighter game, the fight game. No one gives them anything with NFL or uh, the NBA because there's so much money involved in a lot of the sponsorship stuff. Some guys can remember when they had like BLM on the court or they had uh, in the NFL, they have like, you know, and racism or I choose love on there. It's like that that stuff's all like big business. That's not, you know, that doesn't mean anything. Well, yeah, I mean, it's um, it's like if, if you're doing anything truly transgress, it, it reminds me of like during the bubble, um, during yeah. the bubble season, like Adam Silver, like the league would say like they would they wore names on the back of the jerseys, like equality and, you know, justice yeah, and yeah. stuff. But like 
and you could have put like Medicare for all in the back of your jersey. You know, like, like I mean, actually, like, George Floyd didn't die because of healthcare, but but like my point is just to, like, like if you're having sanction, it's not like okay, here's the type of protest you can have. That's not really a protest, right? Because no yeah, one's gonna, like no. no one if no one feels threatened by it, it's not really it's you know, bought and paid for. Yeah, yeah, it's a little bit. You know? it's, it's like it's like antithetical, like kind of like sanctioned protesting is is a little bit antithetical. But I mean, you. Yeah, oh, yeah. It, ironically, the person who really went in protest was you going to the to the to the, to the Capitol. On, on oh yeah, on that was my third. That was my third time there too in like uh, five months. Well, are you gonna? So the according like the LA Times article says you were in the Capitol, which I feel like no. you wouldn't be here uh, sitting in front of me because they. I mean, as much as people kind of say that they people went soft on those guys, they like I know I've had certain conversations. Like I know that they that was a priority for Biden, like getting the the Capitol, the Jan Six yeah. riders tried charge you know charged mm-hmm. and do the system but yeah because i was looking i was like wait like this la times never charged that, you know yes yeah, la never times charged, that you, never were, arrested. you were in there so what i mean we i want to say this for later but walk us through like because you, you got raided at like what six in the morning like, mm-hmm. so you're sleeping and like the they came yeah. up with like guns like you were like a Guns drug drawn. Drug, right like yep. it was not 15, like a, 15 agents yeah 15 yeah they came That's in there lot. guns drawn like it, this shit, it was wild bro um you know, and me, me at the when I went to January six, and I tell this to anyone who would listen, um, it was just like all the other rallies I went out there to in D.C. and and majority of the rallies that I went out here in L.A., especially the Beverly Hills rally I was going on uh, in that summer, going leading up to the election. Um, it was awesome. It was peaceful. It was fun. We're laughing, having a good time. It was cold. It's all get out, which that was the only thing I hated. So we are. Oh, you're, you're, uh, from, so, you're from you're from Chicago though. You gotta you gotta be a little used to that. No, man. no, I'm from Chicago, but I choose to live in LA. Everyone always says that, and I go, "This the reason why I'm in LA for the last 18 years. I'm from LA now, like I'm over in Chicago." But but um, yeah, no, we ended up so like, you know, the, the speech. Trump ends his speech, and then he's like, "All right, you know, now walk over there." Uh, peacefully and let your voices be heard and we start walking i feel like this is gonna end up on like a, i feel like this is gonna end up on like one of those like jan six committees like they're gonna they're gonna sub- well they don't oh. have to subpoena it but um yeah they, I know, they like, can just find it on their own here's the other thing you you mentioned it earlier about being a unicorn um a lot of I've, I've talked to former fbi um my lawyer a few other people their belief is the biggest reason why i hadn't been arrested or charged is because i'm black what what I saw, what I because think about it, I'm not the narrative that Christopher Ray's talking about, right? That's, African that's African, you know, ed- educated brother who could speak well in the industry, and that's who they go after. And and then pedestal is like, look at the white supremacist, like it doesn't make but, sense. Yeah, but you know, it's funny though. Like there was a period. I don't know if it still stands, but there was a period where the guy who the most the person with the longest sentence in Jan Six was a black dude. I, I don't know if mm-hmm. it, it might have been like only briefly. I think he might have been exceeded. Um, but like I remember, like the longest sentence handed down for a Jan Six, uh, briefly but, at least, was a was a black dude at one point. But it's like it's like this. I'm I'm all the difference is I'm su- I'm pseudo public, you know, because I I know there's some people have that there's people that they haven't heard of. Like a lot of people don't know a pregnant lady who was just standing on the grass had been under house arrest for the last you know year and a half because she was there, and that's they did that to her. They didn't talk about how this you know grandfather this this uh vietnam vet pastor for 50 years was basically walked in by security to and from the bathroom and they got him and his and his son with flashbangs and stuff well so i don't like i haven't followed it super closely because i like you know i think that even like americans seem to 
care more, and maybe I'm guilty of this too, but I care more about, I was going to say I care more about inflation and stuff and prices, but let's be honest, I don't, like, I don't follow politics like that. I just don't think, like, it's, it sounds bad, but I just don't, like, I feel like there's many things I could be doing that are more impactful than, like, obsessively kind of, like, oh, like, like, politics is kind of fandom. It's kind of, like, red team, blue team. Like, it, I think that, like, people, like, kind of, not always, but people, I feel like people often don't, aren't really principled. Like, I feel like, you know, people just kind of, like, root for it. I remember, like, during the kids in cages stuff, like, a lot, a lot of people, like, a lot of people would be like, oh, like, look at these horrible pictures of kids in cages. And they'd be like, oh, that's from 2015. And they would just, like, quietly delete it. So I'm like, oh, you don't really care. Like, it's just like, you know, it's well, like, like, you don't really, you know, it, I just felt like, okay, this is just, like, my team, your team. Um, yeah. It's not, I mean, it is. Like, and that, and, like, and that's, there's, there's, there's a lot of truth in there. Yeah, like, it does, it there, does matter, a, but, like, I don't follow it super closely. Like, I'm well, aware of everything, but. Uh, there's a lot of truth in there, and, but I think, um, kind of how it's been set up and whether people want to agree with it or not, you know, both you and I work in the industry. We even mentioned it. Majority of the industry is liberal. They speak open about it. So what has been showing people how to see view politics has been media that is run by certain people, by liberal media. So this whole idea of not following politics that closely has been conditioned to us. But how do we not follow the thing that informs whether we can drive, whether we can own a house, whether we pay more taxes out of our, like, think about that. Like you having this system that you're set up here, me having to say, I have an own business. I started business and another business was friends. Doing that here in California is that much harder than doing it in Texas. Why? Because of the people we vote for. So I have to pay more just, just to try to create my own space where I don't have to be a worker bee. It's harder here in California than it is in other states that isn't run by the left. It's just like New York and Chicago. We have to pay attention to it because it literally affects how we move day to day. I, you know, I ran for local office in a bill like um, SB fourteen nineteen, where it doesn't allow parents to see their kids' medical records without their children signing off, and then the health provider signing off. If we're not paying attention, exactly. If we're not paying attention to politics, the, the state here in California just passed a law to say parents don't have the right up to their kids' medical records. Like that's the thing. That's real. Yeah, not, I, mean, I didn't make that up. That's not a, so, you know. So, yeah. So I think so like that's, I'll tell you this real quick. I'd say this, me and my lady, if that is not turned, my lady and I are not having children in California. There's no way I will take someone out. They try to tell me how my, about my kids medical records or that I need my kid to sign off. And then, 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 it, then it has to be okayed by the health provider. But that's that, is that, is that, but that bill hasn't passed, right? I'm sure. No, it passed. It's oh, passed oh. and signed. Yeah. Oh, wow. Gavin Newsom um, signed it and it's passed. Well, yeah, I mean, so if I said only follow, I think I just mean more like the tw- like the twenty four seven, like the twenty four seven outrage cycle, right? Of like, yeah, oh, no, know, don't like, do that. Like, like I, I, I felt like I'm aware of like you know Roe v. Wade getting overturned, like you know, you know, like the, like I'm aware of broadly like what's going on, but like as far as I remember, like the, the like the twenty sixteen to twenty twenty, every you know Trump's about to get arrested and indicted, and <laughs> oh, the, you know, we, we finally got him, and you know, this is gonna, you know, we're <laughs> some more show. Like, yeah, just like, it just feels like just yeah. like to stay on the treadmill of like the daily sort of like who you know what's AOC saying today or what's Trump you know what's happening like <laughs> no. that like the the the, the 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 sort of production of it like that I think that's yeah, what I don't know right like that's that, like the that. trap then that's the trap the fact that they put the production in to turn so many people like yourself so many good people that I know they turn them off in this way because of that and that to me is done on purpose because you know there's things I go. You know, you're a man, I'm a man. We like, there's things that we want in life. And if we're not looking at how is our government 
moving for the things I want in life. I want a home. I want to be able to have income to take care of my wife and my kids. Let me look and see, is this government here in California making that easier or harder? That's really it. People don't have to take a side outside of it. Like me, I'm passionate because I've looked into different things and gone further. And I believe certain things about why they're doing it. But if we can start at the simplest piece, which is like, are they are they working for the benefit of how I want my life to move? Republican, Democrat, it doesn't matter. If you start looking like that, then you can start to siphle through when they're like Trump's this. You're like, all right, yeah, yeah. but what's going on with like business filings and tag? Like, is it is it better or worse if I want to have a small business? Because yeah. the other thing is is meant to have a bad taste in our mouth of it. Right. Oh, what was that? Th- I mean, what was that thing that? Oh, net neutrality, right? It's stuff like that where it's like, oh, oh yeah. like net neutrality. Like, you know, if we pass net neutrality, the internet's going to come to you, you know, one sentence at a time and <laughs> we'll have to pay. Well, we, now we, we, people do pay eight bucks for Twitter, but it's for the blue check yeah. or, you know, for the Twitter blue. But like, you know, if, if we, if, you know, like, it's like the world is always ending, right? Always. In, like, in the news, right? It's always like, there's always something you get to be outraged about. Like, um, like that goes to a degree, like both sides, right? Like, it's like, you know, if you like, if you watch, you know, if you watch one, you know, it's like, it's just like it's like if you if you watched Fox News all day, you might think that like you know little kids just cutting their dicks off all over America, which like there is you know there, there is like they're obviously the, the, their transness has increased. Or if you watch like you know CNN, you might think that you know that, that like Cops January sixth people everywhere, or, or even that that, that, that January sixth was like a Pearl Harbor, like yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was like nine eleven, right? And I think it's just yeah. like the the. You know, and yeah, I mean, cops do kill black people, but like, you know, cops kill, you know, that, cops, even that first situation of all, cops is kill very people. complicated. Yeah, yeah. They I mean, kill people situation. more and they kill more white people. And then we want to break it down. This is something that I'm always like, why don't we ever do it? Like Derek Shogan was reported 15 times for aggravated assault against him. Not fired once. Why? Because the unions are too strong. Why are the unions too strong? Who pushes and supports the union strength? Hmm. That makes it harder for people to be able to fire bad police and bad teachers because the unions are too strong. Who keeps supporting well, unions? Well, you know, it, it is interesting. You I do think I mean? that, like, well, I do think also like we. Sh- I, 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 it's tough because I think that people, you know, rally around like black people getting killed by police. But I think when you frame oh, something yeah. as just a black issue, you know, like what was the guy? I think Daniel Shaver, who you know, like, like if you like, basically, I think what. There's something that's funny that I think progressives do is that like anything that happens, they'll explain how it disproportionately hurts black people. But like, yep. what I think, the, but I think the result of that is that it makes white people be like, okay, well, I don't have to care about this, right? Like, if you're like, oh, it's this harder, thing, yeah, it's yeah, and like, it's given what I've seen is too. I'm sorry, go ahead. You know, so yeah, I think well, you know, that's I think that like, actually, if you think that, and this is what Obama was really good at, it's like if you think that America is racist, you wouldn't go around saying. If you want to convince people to fix things, you wouldn't say, hey, these things hurt black people more because yes. you would say, hey, like this is a racist country and that's going to make them care about it less. So it means that, so it's either like you don't really believe America is that racist because otherwise, like, why would you kind of continue to like, you know, every time it could be freaking, you know, meteors headed to earth. Well, you know, women and yeah. minorities are going to be impacted the most. And it's like, <laughs> well, that's not going to ra- really rally people. That's not going to exactly. And that, rally again, that's people, another, you know, so you I got to bring it like, together. Yeah, like I mean, there, there are a bunch of studies that have been shown about like the incidents of like, you know, cops killing people. But I think just even regardless of that, like, I think you want people to feel it's a universal problem. You want people to feel that you know that it's their problem too, because if it's like, oh, this is just a poor black problem, people don't care about poor people in general, in and general. poor black people, you know, 
on top of that. So yeah, I do think that like, but cause in, I, in here, yeah, because I think people are gonna hear that and be like, oh, like cops kill white people more, and people be like, oh, you're like you're like one of those self hating you know black people. But I do think I that, like self hate. They can say it, they can say it. First of all, they can say it all they want, and I'll tell you straight up, the first the most of the ish I've ever heard from people happen to come from black folks. They want to talk about I hate myself and this that and the other. Okay, that's fine. They can do that all they want. I know the person I answer to is Jesus Christ. I don't, I don't, I don't deal with their stuff anymore. And that self hating thing for them not wanting to hear. I usually say, why do you go to such um, hard ad, ad, ad hominems and not try to debate the point? That's all the stuff that ever happens. I would There's think never you a would, debate, debate on the point. I would think that you would get more stuff from like white liberals than other black people. I, I do think like black people are not like, there's a, nope. there's a secret. I feel like black people are like secretly a little bit conservative, especially black men. Like right? there are a lot yes. of things like. We all listen to Boosie. Uh, we all listen to Boosie, but we've all seen the Boosie clips, like the way he talks about, you know, gay people, um, or mm-hmm. even like you, you, you ask a black woman about like dating a, a bisexual man, and she'll turn into Boosie herself. Be like, oh, you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> so I do think that like there is like a, a string, uh, like a, there's well, like a strain of folks, conservatism. Black folks black were conservatives until the '64 or '65 Civil Rights Act. They were conservative up until that point. It's also what had the highest marriage rate in the country, but. What's going on? When they started to partner with the new radical left, everything went to shit. And now we're seeing the results of that. Black folks were conservative and it was only when they they partnered up. And the only difference between the 65 Civil Rights Act and the 1887 and the 1954 or 57 was the fact that they added in welfare. That was the only reason that was the only way they got the Democrats to vote yes on on the Civil Rights Act was because they added in welfare. Well, it's funny. You do see. the conservatism of black people show up in a lot, you know, like for example, like Joe Budden was floundering, right? Joe Budden, Jesus, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm freaking over Joe here listening to, listen to too, many, too much hip hop, um, too many <laughs> podcasts and too much hip hop. Joe Biden was floundering until he got to the South, right? And then the South, he cleaned up because black people are, I mean, I think people will be like, oh, well, it's because he was, you know, he's the guy who stood next to Obama for eight years. But I think black people are just, the stuff that like Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders and AOC are kind of pushing, black people just are not really for, super uh, you know like super super progressive things and even latinos like you've seen all the latinos especially mm-hmm. in miami kind of flocking mm-hmm. towards it it's kind of funny because i feel like the left will be like oh like bipoc like bipoc whatever but then the moment people start running conservatives like well you know miami cubans are basically white people and like yeah, well you yeah. know like these, you know like, like <laughs> when you... it's convenient we're, we're all you know bi- black and yes, people of color. Yes. when people start kind of running different it's like well you know asians in they're uh, not really Francisco, they're not, minorities yeah they're rich Did you see, right? um, there was so there was, was an article and you can you can you can fact check this because I, I, it came it happened literally right after uh, the 2020 election article came on the root. I forget the author's name, but it said um, straight black men are the new white supremacists for black people. Oh, I mean, yeah, it's, I mean, it's a lot. And so the they root. start doing that. And it's like, that's from ourselves, bro. That's before like any other groups start doing. They're already saying, no, straight black. I mean, then after what's your name lost in, in, in Georgia, they're like, oh, demons are the reason why black men didn't vote. And you're like, damn, yeah, not, not reason. Remember. I wish I could remember what I wish I could remember what article, what magazine or you know platform it was, and like what the issue was. But I remember it, it, it was some issue, and they were like, "Oh, maybe we should stop listening to black kind of celebrities or black people," because, like you know, because I think when 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 black people start speaking out, and you see, I mean, not that I endorse either of whatever, but like Kanye and Kyrie, it's like listen to black people. It's like wait, no, not those ones, right? It's like of course, I've like. Listen to black people, like listen to people of color always ends up being like a Trojan horse for like listen to white liberals, right? It ends up being like listen to the white people, listen to the black people whose views we agree Are with, only, right? Yes. Um, because I think you know, when when you know, if because like we've like Ice Cube just came out saying he turned out nine million, and I, like I'm what I, well, yes. I was gonna I was gonna say 
that I was vaccinated, but I'm like, wait, like, why, why do I feel the need to like justify like, oh, you know, <laughs> like, hey, I'm, I'm, like, I'm one of the good ones. Um, but like, you know, Ice Cube. I'm one of the good ones. <laughs> well, I just don't want like, to like take a position. You know, I, I want to be like yeah, yeah. A, a neutral, but like, you know, so, but like, so whether or not I, I was, um, but like, you know, Ice Cube said he, he turned down $9 million because he's like, I'm not going to get the jab, you know? And I think no. that like, you know, for like a lot more black people have views that yes. you like, it was it's like I, I hoop a lot. I've been hooping like a lot lately, like playing basketball. Oh, good for you. Fun. My knees yeah, can't you know, do it no more. I, it's funny you say that because I've been trying to like I, I I feel that like my knees are starting to you know get there. But I remember the, around the time of the you know I, I always think like basketball is like a black male fellowship. Like it's really like it's like our therapy. It's like our church. Like we you know you get especially if you have a group of guys you, you play with every week. It's almost like a it's like a friend yeah. group, right? And like as you know, there's these articles that come out recently about how Americans are spending more time alone than ever. And like, especially mm-hmm. American men are like not really, mm-hmm. you know, lack friendship. High suicide rate right now. Yeah, too. all that stuff. So like, you know, we were hanging out after the basketball after hooping, and so I used to play. Like, I would play on Saturday mornings. It was kind of like a more like late twenties, early thirties crowd. Then Sunday mornings, like this more like um like forties crowd, you know, forties even up to fifty. Uh, and like afterwards, they were talking about it was around the time of the the Kanye and Kyrie stuff was in, going full tilt, and they were like, "See, they do control everything." You know, like it, it really like watching Kanye lose all you know all these deals and watching Kyrie like you know, oh, you have to do all this, 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 this and that. It, like the, the stuff they were saying, well, you I'm can't like, say I'm like, nothing. Well, the stuff the stuff they were <laughs> saying, I was like, if like a white if like the white people I went to college with were around here, they would be canceling each of these people. They'll be like, they would be like, yeah. they'll they'll be you know like, but I'm like, those views are actually relatively. Yeah, common right. I, my barber, yeah. <laughs> I had a barber who yeah. said, you know, white people are born with tails. <laughs> you know, like oh, a lot of. <laughs> uh, a lot, I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, he was like, I "Yeah, think, no, I seen the books. I remember. I, I do remember that from back in the day, actually." Yeah. Oh yeah, like the, even like the black Hebrew Israelite stuff. Like a lot of it's That's not as uncommon as you different. think. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, yeah, it's not. But it's like well, and it's not as uncommon as you think. And here's one side, and this is because I'd love that we've kind of brought this up because I was talking to my friend about this with, when Kanye left Tim Pool's uh, uh, interview. And, you know, I, I actually watched the video uh, anomaly on it where he breaks down the whole video and why he was like, this is this is looking wolves going down. And the initial clip of Kanye just getting up and leaving, I was like, you know, I, I even wrote this uh, tweeted. I was like, man, that's, you know, it's messed up. He shouldn't have left. He should explain his point. Wait, he left. The, he but left the Tim Pool, or where did he leave? Yeah, he got. Yeah, he got up and just he was at the interview and he just got up and walked away, like in the middle of the kind of interview. But the biggest thing we've seen was that you know we can say like they, it, it to me it reminds me of that Dave Chappelle joke he said on SNL because when it's a group of black people, it's a gang. A group of Italians, it's it's a mob. When when it's a group of Jews, it's uh, just a coincidence. You never talk about it. Kanye, Kanye's point. And what he want, what he was trying to talk to Tim about, and how Tim was trying to dodge it, was why can we say, oh, and he said, and, and Kanye, and Tim said this to Kanye when Kanye was like, hey, what about running for president? He goes, oh, you'd be great for the black vote, and it's like, well, okay, so we can we can group in certain times, but in this thing, keep your mouth shut; it doesn't exist. That's the issue. It's not the issue of is it really all Jewish people, or is it nobody, or is it good or bad? It, the issue is once you can't speak on things, just like COVID. Just like when we talk about like what has been going on a lot of times with the Democratic Party, you can't speak on that. That's not happening. Just like the uh, the drag queen shows that aren't happening that people talk about, like all the one you cannot speak about it openly in a society. That is a problem. Now, like you said, you're watching the same banks that shut people down, the same banks that shut down General Flynn because the FBI told him to shut down Kanye's banks. And I'm like, wait a second. 
So there isn't something there to be seen. Now, even if I didn't believe that, like you said, you brought it up in a way where if somebody didn't believe it, that's how that's a natural place you'll go. Because it's like, wait a second, he's losing everything. Yeah, it was it was very interesting to to listen to the conversation. I told a friend of mine who's like a really really big uh, like um, politics like Twitch streamer, like super left wing Twitch streamer. But I was like, wow, this, this is what's happening like on the ground. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting because it, it just made them. I mean, I'm not gonna repeat the stuff they were saying because I don't want my channel to get taken down or whatever. But like, you know, I, gotta, <laughs> I need distribution. But like, they were saying, you know, like that a certain group that they're like, oh, they control this, they control that, they control this. I think the way I look at it, I think it's like. I think it's about context, right? So I think that, like, when you say, oh, this group controls everything, or, like, this group has a lot of power, right? And I'm trying to figure out the way to say this, right? I think that, like, it's like saying, it's like if you said, like, oh, black people commit a lot of crime. That's true, yeah. but there's there's context that, like, black people were disenfranchised for 400 years. They were brought over as, you know, brought over as chattel slavery. They were no, all, all that laws. stuff happened. <laughs> uh, most of that stuff happened because of 65, brother. Most but, of that stuff. That, that The context behind that, when you really break it down, like, when you when you when you bring and you are seeing now with people trying to get work, when you remove work from finances, it's all going to fall apart. If we want to see what it looks like for the state to run a community, look at the black community. The black community has been run by the state basically for 60 years. That's but, yeah. what it looks like. <laughs> but so, but <laughs> either way, I, I feel like it's about like context and nuance. Right. So it's like, OK, like this group might have a lot of be a lot of positions in like certain industries but it's like okay that's because maybe they're excluded from certain industries or like there isn't really like some sort of conspiracy or some like secret cabal it's more just like you know over time like certain industries you know i think like my understanding at least is that like the reason a lot of people flock towards banking is because they were excluded from other industries or even entertainment they were excluded from other industries but i mean either way i do think that like well you have the like, banking you control everything it's if it's you, yeah, if it's, you do i'm just saying yeah, that's yeah. just a fact of banking but okay i'll give you this then if you see if you see a movie, a Tyler Perry movie that has starring Idris Elba. Um, you got, uh, let's say, Will Smith, all the big names. What do, what do most people call that movie? A black movie. Okay, so we don't, we don't, there's no context to that though, huh? Well, yeah. I, but I, I but mean, is I, it I, only, you see, you see, that's the argument. The argument isn't trying to put the point out. The argument is, why is this one thing, the only thing that people go, you can't even bring up? You I mean, can't like, even have a conversation I'll, I'll, to have that like, nuance. So to steal, man, it, to give like to give to argue sort of the counter, it's like, yeah, ideas that the Holocaust was so singularly terrible that like any sort of like any sort of seeming grouping of that group mm-hmm. feels. I, I think the, the argument that people would make is that like it feels like it'll you'll go back there. Now, I guess the the other thing though, and I think that Van, uh, no, not not Van Lathan, um, Amin El Hassan, who's like a who's like a sports uh, podcaster blogger, he made the point mm-hmm. that well, because someone was saying someone made that argument, well, you know, this group's been through so much. He's like, well, black people been through, through a lot too, and you don't see people saying you can't talk about black people. So, anyway, like, I don't. That's that's a whole. And by the time this comes well, out, I believe, but I believe that like the crime stuff, right? I've heard this when you see like eighty percent. They say you're eighty percent more likely to be shot when you're around black people. That if that's a black man, than if you're around a bunch of white people or anything, you're eighty percent more likely. We look yeah, at the, I, the murder rate in Chicago. See, there you go. Look at that. So, <laughs> and I'm sorry, but uh, it was if we can't, there. but if we can't talk about that, that is happening in our community because I've said that around uh, liberals, and they go, "Oh, that's a conservative talking point." People die because we can't talk about it. People lose their lives on a consistent basis because the mayor of Chicago and both of them that pass go, "There's nothing here. Crimes down." And if you bring it up, it's racist. People die because we can't talk about things. People are 
they get mistreated because we can't talk about things. If we're a free society, it's not a matter of if he goes, well, the Jews run everything. Okay, who? what Jews? Who are you talking about? Not anti-Semitic, you're done, shut him off. Because then well, who's shutting him off? Off of what is he being shut off of? Entertainment. <laughs> well, yeah, like, I do, so I do think this, what, you're de- what you're describing is exactly what happened with the dudes I play basketball, which, which they were mm-hmm. like, this just made them, like, I realized like, and I think someone else made a good point about this. I can't remember who it was. It was John Stewart, actually. He made a good, he made a point about this. Basically. Yes, yes, I don't yes. Think, which is, it's very rare for him these days to make a good point. Um, I know. I should edit that out, but it's not like he, he's going to hire me or something. Um, but um, like, <laughs> <laughs> he, he sees what's going on. That, um, that point was really clear, too. I yeah, it's like, point. I really like, it made me, because like, I was coming pretty fresh off that, that hooping. Like, I'm, like, they were just like, yo, like, look at these dudes, these two dudes losing everything left and right. Yep. Like how can you simultaneously, you know, and I think, so it's, it's, you know, it's a, it's a, like, it's a, it's a, it's actually a, 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 a delicate uh, thing, but I'm um, so anyway, so you, God, I feel like we, okay, we stopped at like football, so football, uh, the January 6th, like that's, that's, that's where we're getting into. Oh, well, we, yeah, we were, well, I feel like we, okay, we, we skipped, we skipped over football to acting. Let's go to football yeah. to acting real quick. So what was that path? Well, so that was, um, you know, I was, it was like my, so I redshirted, so, it, but it was my third year. Uh, third and a half, I would say, by three and a half years. And I was like, all right, I got to start taking this thing seriously. What the heck am I going to do? And I, and oh, I started. And I, wait, what was your 40 time? Because you must have been real fast. A 40, oh, shit, my best 40 was 449. Oh, so you were, you were a speed demon. <laughs> oh, man. When I could get out there, I never got caught. When I could get, when I get outside, and I was a lot, I was, I was one of those backs that like, I always felt like my game was closer to um like a uh, Roger Craig or a uh, Ricky Waters. Where like I can catch out of the backfield, I can make some moves. Like I could, you know, I'm not sitting there Barry Sanders making seventeen moves on a guy, but I'm also not like you know uh, turning the corner and Bo Jackson just sprinting past everybody because I'm running a, f- a four, f- you know, four four. But um, you, you must, I you must play I, other sports. You must play basketball, yeah. baseball too. Well, I played. I played in high school. I have football, wrestling, track, and then I didn't. I've been doing martial arts until I blew my knee out in twenty uh, twenty seventeen or. T- uh, 2018 sorry uh you know i did martial arts basically since i was 17 um you know i'm, I'm just i'd like to do sports so i've done mountain or you know rock climbing all that good stuff i like i gotta can you dunk shape. or could you dunk i mean you could probably get dunk yeah. when you were younger can you just keep you, you still well you're, yeah. you're a little older now can you still I, dunk? I, had, yeah. I had a patella my, i had a patella injury yeah I, I ruptured my patella tendon and so i had surgery and i also had surgery on my achilles playing flag football oh. so Duncan, but I can still move within a nice little space real well, right? In this little space, you know? So yeah, I've always, I always feel like it's important to keep yourself uh, in shape and, and that competition, like you're talking about like that, you know, I always find, found that like doing that with guys, like it's, it it is that therapy, you know, I I liken it to when girls get together and go to brunch for uh, (laughs) when they do the bottomless mimosas, like they get to talk and yeah, girl and all this stuff. And we're like, we get there and we're like, yeah, that was a five, whatever. Hey, good game. Come on. We got next day. He can't shoot. You know, everyone's like, you know, it's like, that is our way of kind of getting it out there and and it's physical and it's, it's, it's safe. It's not like just let's go out and find someone to beat up because that's really kind of what it is, you know? Yeah. It's very Um, therapeutic. It's like bonding for sure. Um, Okay, Definitely. so so yeah, tell us the journey from from football. Because I'm sure you know Iowa. Like you're like, all right, I'm gonna play football, or maybe I'm gonna like yeah. go work in business. And then you kind of how do you end up acting? So I um I was uh I started uh going into history. Right, I wanted to be a history because I was like, all right, what am I gonna do? I was like, well, I love working with kids. First job ever was babysitting, so I was like, all right, well, I love being around kids and teaching them whatever, and I love history. So 
let's combine that. So I was going to be a history teacher. One of my, my favorite classes and teachers were history teachers. And uh, then I took, uh, I was like, well, all the, all the books in history, in my history class, they don't, don't have any pictures except for up front is thick, thick, dense book. So I was like, I need something where I can just relax. And I remember thinking I enjoyed the theater arts. So I opened up theater arts and I just literally, bro, I go, and I, and I found this class called black action theater. And I thought to myself, I'm like, Oh man, this would be great. We'll just watch like Blade One and Two. We'll watch like Action Jackson, and we'll talk about black movies. Let's go, Shaft. You know, yeah, I'll say Shaft. <laughs> so, Shaft. so I end up. I took the class, and I end up going into the class. And day one, it was this like six two brother from Harlem who had a fedora with a ear with a uh, you know the feather earring here with a vest with a, with a down open shirt with the, all the just basically Harlem Renaissance, you know pro-black like artist uh, he walks in he's like uh, with uh, army fatigues on <laughs> everything right in the fan and he's just like he walks in he's like all right what's up Da-da-da. and his energy is just a lot and i'm like whoa this is not what i thought it was gonna be but then he, he was like all right give us our first assignment which was to write a scene and, oh that and was a teacher it. that was the teacher i thought it was like I thought it was another teacher. Student. oh wow no okay. that was the teacher that's why i was like uh-oh and then and then we had a first writing assignment. It was the first time I ever wrote anything as a kind of a, a scene. I'd never had. I watched it and enjoyed it, but I never written anything. I did that. And I found myself, it was the only thing I was doing, including football, where I enjoyed the process just as much as the result. And I was like, uh-oh, I think this is, I think I think I want to be an actor. Because <laughs> there's nothing else that I've ever done. And I've been successful in these other things. But a lot of times the process was like, uh, practice, oh, lifting weight, oh, I got to write this oh thing. My, uh, so, I, was, yeah. I, played, I played football. So I was at this boarding school for high school. You had to play like a sport each uh, season or like there's yeah. a play also. You could do a play. But uh, football practice, my goodness. Or even, I mean, track, <laughs> practice in general, man. Track, track practice, practice in general. <sighs> yeah. Although I, 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 like, I, I started getting a little bigger. So I, I, in track, I started doing like shot put and discus. So like that practice is pretty chill. Um, yeah, every, no. every now and then we like, <laughs> I remember there, was a, there were a couple of track practices. We were just going like a super long run, um, which yeah. is, you know, yeah. So in football my, practice, in the heat, like, you know, or the even heat, in the, the cold, helmet. in the cold too, like, it's, yeah. So yeah, I, I agree with you there. So, so well, you're like, it, all right, so you caught my, the bug. Yeah. So I, I, I'm in this class. I'm falling in love with it. And I remember sitting next to a buddy of mine and we're having a beer uh, one night, same guy in class. And I'm like, man. I think I got to tell, I think I want to be a theater major. And he's like, yeah, me too. We're all sad about it, you know, because this is also back when like we believed that our parents would be like, that's not a, re- a real life job. And you're, what are you doing? You know, well, so, especially, especially Africans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But my mom happened to be, you know, love my mom to death. And she was, she, she was, she came and saw a play of mine and was like, ah, great decision to switch. And I was like, I love you. Um, you know, but we, we went in there and the next day in class after me and my buddy had talked about it, the teacher, this was probably like uh, towards the tail end of the semester. He's like, hey, guys, you know, thank you guys. You guys have put in like a lot of hard work and some of you guys are going to do this and I get it. And some of you guys or some of you guys aren't. And I understand that. But some of you guys need to understand this is what you're going to do for the rest of your life, Siaka, um, as you move forward. And I was like, what? And I looked around and I hit my buddy. Be like, why did you tell him? And he goes, he didn't tell me anything. I could just see it. And from that moment on, it was everything acting pretty much, you know. Um, so do you move to L.A. right away? You move to New York? No, like, after, no. After college, like, you know, are you ever... Well, I moved like, back you, home and... You're not... You do like... Yeah, you know, because everyone has a classic, like... I mean, people don't... I think some people don't realize, like, acting, you know, 
there's a, there's a, people see the the overnight success, but it's really like a ten year yeah. thing. Often it's like the, you know, you're, you're, you're sleeping on couches, you're waiting tables, like yeah. you know, it's that uh, yeah. yeah. You're getting kicked out of apartments. Um, do you remember the Old Spice guy, Isaiah Mustafa? Uh, I the the black dude, right? Yeah, yeah. He was he was in the uh, the it remake and everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he was my manager at uh, this bar called Green Door in Hollywood, and um, I remember when the Old Spice thing hit. We were auditioning at a spot over at uh, Ocean Park over in uh, Santa Monica. And he walks up and I was either I was I was coming in and he was coming out and I was like, oh, what's up, man? He's like, hey, dude, I just my spot just dropped. It's so awesome. People really love it. Check it out. I did it one. He was breaking down like how he did it in one take and audition and they loved it. And he showed me on his phone on YouTube. I was like, dude, congratulations, man. Hey, hopefully uh, it does something. <laughs> right. Uh, wait, wait, <laughs> you this? know, this what was you? oh, man, this was this had to be. uh it was 2008 or yeah, it was 2008 or nine because He's it was right a, around a former, a former wide receiver. I just saw a former it, NFL, yeah, exactly. like, a wide receiver. Um, yeah, I mean, so, yeah. so he goes, so I remember, and then it started blowing up. Right. And when he was my general manager at the bar at the time. So it was like, no, nah, I've seen him sit here and hustle. And he was also working at this one bar. Um, and I'll tell you about it later, but he was working at this one bar. He's been working it for years. And, and then, um, I'm watching good morning America. And I'm sitting there watching it, and, they, and they're on there like, okay, oh, my God, Old Spice guy, Isaiah. They're, okay, so so you were an NFL player, and then you got into acting. Tell us how do you just go from NFL to acting. I was like, well, you probably want to <laughs> put in all the spaces of working crappy bar jobs in between. But they just framed it on Good Morning America that this guy was a football player, and then he got acting. Right. So they framed it to us just like you can just come here, and it'll turn around. And, they and always I've seen a lot of lost souls. Well, yeah, I think a lot about like Kato Kalin, right? The dude, like the OJ pool, but like that's the, like the typical acting thing is like you're like you're crashing yeah. with somebody, you're like yep. trying to make it, you're you know, you're working this job, you're working that job. It's, you have to have flexible job. Well, yep. nowadays it's, it's a lot of self taste. Like, you know. Yeah. Nowadays it's a lot more self taste. My audio. Yeah, not as oh. a bunch of self taste, but like you hear um you, you have a lot of um I'm hearing my own audio, sorry. But like you you um get that playback. Oh, uh, did I I don't know. Anyway, oh no, so, I'm not getting it. It's clean here. Okay, it's clean here now. All right. So nowadays you gotta sell taste. But back then, like you have to, you have to have very flexible jobs because it's like, okay, mm-hmm. like I need to be able to, like, at a moment's notice, say I'm going somewhere else. Yep. Exactly. And or be like, hey, I got to take this audition right now. Like I can't, or I can't come in today because I got yeah. this audition just for an audition. That's not even a full job at that point. So there, you know, you said earlier, if you play football, you have to have a little screw loose. I think to be an actor, you do too. Because there's times where you will sacrifice literally what I explained of going to work where you know money's coming in to go, you know, take a shot at something that maybe could change your life. Maybe you get it and it still doesn't change your life. But oh, it's yeah. that passion, you know. I always joke that like if in LA, like you're gonna hear like you're gonna you're gonna see somebody on a like somebody somebody you date's gonna be on a billboard. Like, mm. you know, in three months. Like, you'll you like like there'll be somebody who owes you money and like three years later you're on, on a billboard. <laughs> Yeah, but the, the opposite <laughs> happens too, where someone goes from a billboard to like, yeah. You know, the, but the, even and even even and even when you see that person on the billboard, they probably got about six months to a year before the ad's gone, and there's but as they're still fighting to try to get another ad, so that when that ad's gone, they'll still be able to, you know. So so even that billboard isn't that one time is enough, right? It's yeah, like, yeah. It's the to, only job where you have to keep proving that you're good at the job you just finished doing. Yeah, it is very, very. Um, I mean, I think people don't realize how you have to show up every day. Yeah, yep, and be so, on. You, yeah, you so, can't be. You can't be off that day. Yeah. So when did you move to LA? 
I moved to LA 2004. So I got, uh, when I was done with school, I left and moved back home 2004 of March. And that summer I was going to, you know, I wanted to save about uh, $2,200 and what I thought was like worth it. Imagine you, this is back in 2004. So <laughs> thank you, Democrats and taxes. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so, so I go, um, I, that summer, one of the guys I went to college with, he was moved out here and wrote this small, this short film called The Fourth. And so um, he hit me up, emailed, and was like, hey, are you Siaka? You played football. I went to Iowa with you. Like, you know, I'd love for you to come out and shoot this thing. And he, I shot something with him, one of my, the first first oh, thing. Oh, right, so, he, he knew you from school, like, um, yeah. theater, yeah. Yeah, he's theater. And, like, I did I did a small, small thing in his one of his first films there in college. And so I flew, he flew me out. I, we shot this film. It was like us. It was a, him and his brother and a bunch of their friends, me, and coming in. And we just kind of did this thing together, you know. We put all this stuff together, crazy hours, like a lot of it on our own, on budget. And afterwards, it was amazing. And, and just like I told you about why I fell in love with it, it was watching all the different parts work to put together even like 15 minutes of this awesome thing. Man, like it, it just, it, it, it took it me takes to a village. Space. It takes a Man. village. That's one thing like working on blackish. I was like, Oh wow. Like oh, wow. there's, there's crafty, the people who, you know, get, who serve the food, yes. um, you know, care, makeup, costumes, design, set deck, people whose job it is just to decorate the set, you know, to make yeah. it look like this, this person's bedroom looks like a real person's bedroom. <laughs> um, teachers who teach the, the little kids, you know, the, 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 the kids who are, you know, child actors, so yeah, it's a whole it's a whole economy, you know. It's yeah, economy. it's an ecosystem. It was it was beautiful. So then I flew back, and I was talking to a guy who was like, uh, I met him at seven when I Big Brother Big Sister program. So he's been like my big brother since I was seven, and we were talking, and and uh, he was like, I was like, yeah, it's amazing. And like this is how much I need. And I'm getting ready. Like I'm working at Bally's as a personal trainer, getting getting myself there. And uh, he was like, twenty two hundred. That's it. I was like, yeah. He goes, I'll give you that. Uh oh. So I went from preparing to leave like beginning of the following year or something like that to I think I came back in August and then I was like, I was going to leave in October. So I was taking a month of September, got in my car, drove out here. How many years in between college and moving to LA? Oh, it was like, it wasn't even a year. Oh, wow. So that was quick. Yeah. Okay. So you. You get out there, like, what are your first sort of, everyone kind of, most people have their, like, survival job, right? Like, they're LA. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I, I was very, you know, blessed, although blessed and cursed to just kind of get right <laughs> into it. Um, but, like, what was your, did you have, like, a survival job moment before you started? Oh, coming? yeah. Did you start booking commercials and, you know, booking? No, 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 no. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't really start booking real work till about probably three or four years in any type of, I mean, and I say real work that gives you money. <laughs> it could be 200 bucks or it could be SAG scale, anything in between. And the, well, I moved out here. The audience what SAG scale is just in case. Uh, so SAG scale, because it's, it's a union, there is a, there is just a base level that as an actor or there are certain like levels If you're a co-star guest star, or, you know, you're a series regular, there's different tiers that you're on. And if you're a guest star, you know, that's the tier you're on. That's the, the minimum that is that you they can offer you um and and so most of the time when you're not in a union they can they can do anything from deferred because you need video so you can show that you're actually good at what you do uh or to pay you a minimum like 250 bucks or something like that so to have the sag scale is good to see that in there um and for me it was a uh, my first job was a catering gig at the design house. Do you do you remember the design house by chance? That might have been before my time. 
It was so it was on it's on the hill uh on top of like a uh, uh, cold water can no um Laurel Canyon. So it was on top of the mountain. Keyshawn, Keyshawn Johnson used to own it. And what he did, he got it for um he got it so that he could he had each room designed by like big names. So like Gucci had a room, uh Tommy Hilfiger had a room, so it was the design house and they throw events there. And the first event I went to was like this save the ocean, save the whales thing. And uh, it was like every star that I've ever even like thought about seeing was there. It was like John Stamos with Alicia Keys. And and there was a, a what's your name? Nicole Kidman's walking in. And there's like there's all these different stars. And I'm just like, and mind you, I've been in L.A. now for a month and a half. <laughs> and I'm just like, whoa, this is oh, this is what it is. And and no, but it was it was catering that just kind of kept me going. For, was that uh, was that pre was that pre selfies? Because like I I know like when I first yes. went to LA, I was all like I, I had a friend who just kind of knew everybody, and so I was I started being around. I mean, aside from working, obviously I was working with Anthony and Tracy and Lawrence Fishburne, mm. like all these people. But you know, you get used to that because you're on set every day. Yeah, and, like you know, when I would go out to these Hollywood things, and I'm seeing like my favorite artists and like yeah. like how like you know. And I, I, that was during the Snapchat era, so so I was definitely yeah. like, oh, you know, I was yeah. the guy who would, I had to actually stop, but I was You're the like, guy who would be like, oh, you know, whatever. Yeah. But, so what was that no, like? No, it wasn't the catering. Like, it was, you know? No, it wasn't like that at all. At, at, at the biggest thing, because it was still at a point where like people felt more separate from that level, right? So I was the guy who would just be just go up and talk to people. Like that was what was different about me. Like I'm like, hey man, what's up? You know, so like that's how I, that's how I'd end up having conversations with a lot of these celebrities like early on in, in my time here. But there were it wasn't like let me take a picture. I did I did because my my cousin didn't believe at one point I was hanging out at uh, at uh, I'll just say one of the uh, stars of Friends. I was at her house for a friend's birthday. And, <laughs> there's, um, there's only like three people it could be, but go, go, I like that. Well, no, because I don't want to put one name, and if people are, you know what I mean, I'm like, look, it happens. No, but course, uh, course. I went to the house, and he's like, and my buddy's like, no, you're not over there. I was like, yeah, and I turned around, I was like, hey, my cousin doesn't believe it. Can I take a picture of you guys? And she was like, okay. And I just stood there, and it, it was in my head, looking back, I'm like, that's really awkward. But yeah. I just sat but there. Also, you were, you weren't in the picture. It was like you weren't in it. Yeah. So it wasn't like you're asking no. them for a picture, but. Okay, true, so yeah, you, you were you were, but you were able to compose yourself. You weren't like two stars struck. Yeah. You didn't fan. No, no, I never. No, it's never. It to me, it's never starstruck. It's more like, like, I I I admire their work. So I like, I'm like, man, that's dope. Like, you know, you like meeting someone who who was balling. Whether it's somebody who balls really great on the blacktop, or if it's somebody in the NBA, if that person is just doing it, I'm like, I want to meet him because he's there's something special about that. I want to connect, find out, and all that. And that's how I have always approached. Um, in a sense, celebrities, and I'd come up like, "Yo, big fan, love your work." Like, "Yo, how do you do this?" Because I want to, I just want to see how they think, what they do to work through it. So I'm not coming right. at them like, "Oh my god!" And it, it, is it okay if I talk to you? Like, I don't do that. Like, no, you're a person. I'm a person. I'm gonna come talk to you. So three years. Yeah. So you're doing catering. You're doing what? Like, what else are you doing? like? Waiting table. What, what, okay, you I end up, things. Yeah, I got a I got a great uh, waitering job at this place at the time called the Wave in the middle of the Beverly Center. So you got this kid from yeah, and a kid from Chicago just moved out here, and it was a restaurant that was on the first floor of the uh, the actual mall itself. You know, you go up three floors, and that's yeah. The first and by floor. the so the, for people listening, the Beverly Center is like a, a, a mall in LA. It's like Beverly Hills. I guess it is in. I don't know if it's technically Beverly Ish. Hills. Like no, uh, it's not. Like, but it's it's, it's right basically there. it's like right there. Yeah, Beverly Hills. Mm. So we and so we had. So you imagine the twenty four year old kid. Is standing is 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 serving there. I think within the first six months I was I was in L.A. and you're seeing 
the most beautiful women going up and down escalators, walking around. Okay, wait, you wait, see I celebrities to... going everywhere. And I was just like, I'm like, I love this place. Yeah, okay, <laughs> you know, they're, they're... So... <laughs> so I have to interject here because you're so one thing yeah. you're saying it like is very resonating with me because I feel like LA, because there's so many people whose job it is to be good looking, like it mm-hmm. breaks your scale. Like I feel like oh, yeah, there's like, a, there's, like a level of hotness. Like what I like what I thought yeah, was yeah, a tan was actually like an eight. Like not that's like look, yeah. it's very juvenile to assign like numerical values to, to people's appearance, obviously, but you know, forgive me, but like it, it, it like breaks your scale. You're like, oh, well, I, I didn't yeah. know people as attractive as, as you existed. Because um, <laughs> like, everyone's coming here, it it messes you up. It breaks your scale in a few different ways, and I think I like you so break because when like I would go back home to Chicago and go, everyone's always this big. What's going on? You get the, why is the portions look like you can feed a small village? Like this is stupid, guys. Like oh my, yeah, moderation. I, Sometimes, uh, I like so, sometimes I feel like it's illegal to be fat in LA. Like it was like I like land there after like <laughs> got gone. I was like like everyone, everyone loves matcha. Everyone loves like everyone's love their just juicing and hiking, and it's like everyone's just very good looking. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So you you go. It's good to know that it was like that back when you. I guess like oh four. Yeah. Or, oh, you know. Whenever oh yeah, two thousand four. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was like that. That's I remember seeing like, and then I'd be. It was awesome. I saw Magic Johnson early on, so I was seeing a lot of people just chilling there, uh, walking through the mall and. And then I did uh, how to to get SAG. I was doing a bunch of you know student films, this, that, and the other. And to get SAG, I got SAG like three years later, and I was so frustrated because I'm like, man, you know, to get there so, so hard. Hey, you hate unions, but you like this union. I like. like I well, like the only way. I, like well, I didn't start hating unions. I didn't start hating unions. So I started waking the hell up back in 2016. When, okay, once so, I got. Uh, so you were liberal. So you were pretty liberal. You were pretty liberal until because I feel like every conservative especially every black conservative kind of has like a moment or even centrist yeah. even like yeah. that, like pivoted them. That was like, it's yes. usually like some sort of, I think for some people it was like Kavanaugh, for example, or it was like, it's just different. Like Trump, I think caused a lot of realignment. That was, um, yeah, that definitely locked it in. Um, the initial realignment, cause it was, I, I want to say it was probably in three stages, 2008. I, you know, I made phone calls for Obama. That's how much I was down for the dude. Um, and then he well, had that, he came that was Obama's office. appeal. Like Obama's appeal was that he like yeah. he won Ohio, he won Iowa, yeah. he won these states that people are like out of hand for. Like, there has been a realignment, but Obama like that's what gets so weird about kind of like the whole progressive thing. Because if you go back and look, and like I know you know a lot of progressives will feel like Obama's like a, a, a war criminal or whatever, but like they, I think every president's <laughs> a war criminal because like if you by the by the broadest definition, every president they can are. Be. Right. <laughs> um, but like, you know, like if you go back, like the way Obama talked about race in America, like he was never like America is bad. He was always like kind of like pro, like he was very pro America. He was always like, you know, the foundations for ending slavery came in the roots of like the Declaration of Independence, and like all men are created. Like basically the same, like even though those men owned slaves, the words that they wrote are what set the the, the foundation for those slaves to be free. Like it was never about like damning America and like, Oh, like, you know, like, and I'm not saying that it's bad or good to rename bases or to rename streets. Like if there's people who have done like truly, truly horrible things, um, so, you know, I, I think, I mean, it's tough because obviously there's certain people who like even like presidents, you know, own slaves and stuff, but like there might be, you know, there are cases, there, there's, there's cases for and against a lot of these things, but like he was never like about, like he, he, he was always like uplifting, uplift, like holding himself out as, as an example of like, this is what America is about. It's about an I, immigrant. It's about a black man who yeah. can win Iowa and who can go to 
you know, Ohio and like these red rural areas and like connect with people. Like it was never really about like America's bad and evil, you know? I think, I think he was more like that as when he was running for office than when he got in, because like when he got in and, uh, he had the house and Senate and his big thing was uh universal healthcare back when I believed that. And the first thing he did was, um, first thing he did was sign that executive order about the pay gap. And he started going off on the, uh, 70 cents to the dollar. Right. And he started pushing that lie. And that was a clear lie. That's been that proven the, over the gender, and over. The gender pay gap or which, which, yeah. Gap? okay. Yeah. And it, which, and a lot of people don't know most, most executive, a lot of executive orders are just, um, prioritizing, uh, laws that are already on the books. <laughs> and so that'd be discrimination laws. Those are already on the books. Right. But I'm like, and like, there is, like, how come like, he doesn't, and before, you know, there is a lot of literature about like the reasons, like the causes of any pay gap being, you know, some of oh, it is yeah. preference, right? Some of it, some of it being like, like certain people, Most prefer, of it is preference. you know, yeah. So I don't like, I don't want to, you know, cause I feel like everyone's gonna be like, well, why are you just letting him say that? Like there are, there's, there is like, there are a lot of studies, like you can go and read them. Well, and then like, that's, yeah. and that's, and that's, that's the point though, right? Just like anything else, just like when we talked about Kanye, it's not a matter of going like, that doesn't happen or it does happen. It does happen. So shut up about anything else. It's like, no, okay. If this thing exists, can we talk about why it exists? So then we can see what we can do. That was the issue. It was this happening. And then you can't talk about that. It, it doesn't exist at all or well, that there's it, reasons behind it, you know? And, and we watched so many people get crapped on for trying to push back on that. You know? Yeah. It's weird. I mean, there's certain things that like, it's like, you're not really supposed to question and I'm not saying even, I'm not even saying problem. that's one of them, but there are certain things where like you do like five minutes of research. And I think this is what makes people a little bit like, um, what's the word? Just like alienated from politics or alienated from discussion. Because there, there's certain mm. things like, wait, like there'll be a hysteria about something and then you'll do like five minutes of research. You're like, oh, that's not like the data doesn't support that. That's not really what, you know. Yep. Um, I remember reading and like, you- like there was like a thing about like, I'm, like I'm not, this is one of those, those groups that you, like it's hard to talk about without kind of raising a lot of ire, but like, I remember reading about like there's like a trans murder epidemic, like a, an epidemic of trans people being murdered. And I was like, oh my goodness, that's horrible. And then, like people like there were some articles about it. It's like, well, like I think it's like 30 per year. And like the the homicide, like that, like if you that like 30 or so per year divided by the number of trans people in America is actually like that's like a, lo- a lower murder rate than um than like you know being just being a, anything a else or like a black a black <laughs> like a black man or even you know like obviously the, any, I mean, the, anything the, else. Well, the, the black male murder rates, the, you know, obviously by far the highest. But even you know, lots of other groups have you know, and, but like it's like to get me to care, but I feel like people feel like the need to like, kind of like, um, hype something up as much as possible to get people to care about it. It's like, Hey, I'm going to care about, you don't need to tell me there's an epidemic to get me to care about it. Cause I'm going to care. You know, I, I care about anyone who's innocent, who gets murdered. Right. But I think mm-hmm. there's this desire. to like, kind of like, you know, it's even like you see with the kids in cages where it's like, Oh, like this is, you know, this horrible. And like any, you know, I've, I've, I've spent kids in 20 in years in the feds. Like that's bad. But like, if you go back and you look at it, it's like, Oh, well it's kind of, you know, like, it's, it's like, you know, when people would, you know, post pictures, they would be from 2014, 2015. They'd be like, oh, uh, well, um, well, it wasn't bad then. Or, well, okay, fine. Yeah. It was bad then. But like, it's, you know, like, like I think that like, there's it's horrible it's like, now, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> so it's like, I think that there's certain things where it's like everything, everything, basically if everything's, is, if everything's a 10 on the scale of badness and nothing's a 10 on the scale of badness, because like, you know, you exactly. it's, and, it's, it's and, outrage inflation, right? It's inflation. And that's. And that right there is exactly where I believe the powers that be want us. Because if we're set, it's a divide and conquer, bro. It's the oldest trick in the book. If you look at all the different groups now that have extended out in the alphabet group and, and, and all that, it's like you keep fragmenting well, us. And if we keep fragmenting us, then we're not, as we mentioned earlier, 
we don't see ourselves as American because as a gay, black, trans, da da da, as of so and so, da 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 da, and it's like, or even, what? Or even like, as human, like not even just as American, like, but even just as human, right? I think that, like, I, I remember during the, like the George Floyd stuff, like there was like a some opinion piece or something in the New York in the New York Times, and someone it was like a black journalist who's like, you know, every day I I I live in fear that I'll get murdered by yeah, a cop. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, dude, like you you like you like live in New York, like you're it's like it's just very like we don't yeah. need to have people be like su- like like it, like. You can believe that it's tragic what happened to certain, you know, certain people, yeah, and and not have to believe, oh, like, like you're far more likely to die, like from, like, a uh, heart failure. Yeah, yeah. I was, well, I was gonna say car crash, but I was like trying to diversify it a little bit because that's like the, like, the <laughs> people. Well, like, yeah, heart failure, a car crash, and like, yeah. but that's not to say that like, like any tra- like any innocent person who gets killed by a police or by anyone is that's like a tragedy. But I think that like to kind of put every like. To put it on time, it's like like every you know, every day is a black person. I'm in terror. Like, and I've had situations with police. Now I'm not you know like I'm not saying that as a person who doesn't like who's like oh like cops are just like the best people. Um, but I think that like you know putting like basically making everything a ten, like making everything the worst thing ever. And I think you saw this with you know under Trump's like Trump's gonna get indicted today. Trump's gonna go to prison. Yeah, like yeah. whatever Trump just did this week is the worst thing that anyone has ever done. It just kind of it, it creates exhaustion. Like I'm exhausted. Like I, yeah, I mean not yeah. like exhausted in the sense of like I've done work, but like I don't like I have zero like. Wake me up when you know, like I, I just that's you can't again, you can't give me a care. You can't give me a care again. Just, that's that's the thing, and that's the thing. This economic issue we're facing now is because they worked so hard to make just the idea of Trump's soul just turned off that you people will be like, you know what, I don't even want to deal with it anymore. That's the issue. Again, I tell you, like who is who's kept pushing those things. The whole Russia thing has been proven up and down the board was was false. Their their dep- depositions behind closed doors. Adam Schiff saying, "I have no proof." In their depositions, okay. Uh, yeah. So, okay, so, wait, wait, wait. But they went on TV to say this over and over. Why could they go on TV and say it, and then you go, oh, "I'm done. I don't want to hear it." This guy just must be bad. Why? Because they're saving over and over on TV. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, we work like, in TV. If, we see how you do it. Yeah, but also it's like, it's like if every day someone tells you like this thing's gonna happen and it doesn't happen, it's like okay, like you know, at some point you gotta like kind of lose faith in that. And I think people who have exactly. lost faith in journalists, they've lost like yep. people have lost faith in politicians, journalists, the media, all that. But anyway, as we as we wrap this up, although we will do a part two at some oh. point, um, we will do. Yeah, because I was gonna get break down my three know, points no, to get me to will. conservatism. Yeah, okay, no, give me your, give me your three points to, to give me your three points that got you to, to, to that, that like kind of was your sk- awakening. So 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 after as after uh, Obama was elected. He had the House and Senate. He talked about universal health care and did nothing about it. And I thought to myself, it was like going into the second year. I go, you know what he's going to do? He's not going to do anything. They're going to lose that. They're going to lose the House. And then he's going to say as Republicans and why we can't get health care done. And that's exactly what he did. So I was just like, all right, I'm done with politics in general. Then 2013 was my first stint with uh, sobriety. And I just start seeing how the world attacks us individually just to keep us numb. So that was like something's going on. That was just something's going on. Did you go to like then twenty AA or something like? Or like or was yeah. it like? Or you just okay, okay. Yeah, I went to AA and I was I was doing I was doing the program, and then I I relapsed and then I got back in, but I got back in a year and a half later, which was twenty sixteen, March fifteenth, twenty sixteen, and life turned around. And so I'm doing my thing. I'm doing my focus, and uh, we take the play. Actually, the play with that first teacher that I had back in college when I took that black action theater. He was my director in this play called Dutch, "The Dutchman" by um, Mary Baraka. Um, oh yeah, yeah, Mary so, Baraka. Yeah, 
so we a so well-known we civil rights activist civil rights yeah and yeah you know like i told you my, my my teacher was he's a black revolutionary all the way brother like he's, he's all in it and so we took this play down to the national black theater festival in winston-salem and that night the first night we got there was a republican debate and it was like trump on stage and it was like everyone else and i'm like all right let's see what this guy is gonna do you know if anything it's gonna be interesting and he starts talking and he's just like, first of all, he's knocking down their little crappy, like plastic answers to everything. He's not, he's, he's bashing Jeb Bush all day. Then he says something that really had me go, okay, this guy's someone I, I want to see what's going on. He goes, you know what would fix healthcare? If we put it back on the open market and we don't have borders that, that won't allow me in California to buy a cheaper healthcare from Wyoming, you put it on the free market and that's how you break it. And every, every, every conservative was just quiet. And I'm like, Mm-hmm. Because you guys are working together with the other side to try to trap us into one type of a system. So, and then so the, and, okay, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, so, and then he said, and then he asked, they were like, how can we, this guy, he he donated to Hillary Clinton. He goes, look, I donated to politicians. That's how you get things done. He goes, how many people here have I not donated to? And then and then uh, everyone, or have I donated to? Everyone raised their hand except for Rand Paul. And I was like, yeah, this guy, just because he ain't them. He's not them. He's not either side. I'm going to ride with this guy right now because we need just a real shakeup. And that's how I saw it. Well, he's a real shakeup. And that's what turned I, I feel like Trump's oh, humor was like Trump's humor. And I think people are like, oh, he's not funny. Like, like, you can say he's the worst person in the world, but he, he like has good community time. But, um, <laughs> yes, he does. So, you, so those um, are my three points that turned me. And then when, when did you become like public about it? Because I feel like, I mean, <laughs> I feel like coming out as a conservative in Hollywood is like, yeah. you're, it's a, you're signing your death warrant. Um, the BLM riots. By the way, I'm not and, conservative. I'm just gonna let. I'm, I'm not conservative. I'm no. Uh, he's not, guys. I'm not, he's not. He, and he's not playing it just so you don't try to get at him. He's serious. Yeah, we talked I'm, to him before. I, I just um, I talk to people from all across. I, I want to bring yeah. you all a ride across. That's what makes it beautiful, though, man. Yeah. And I thank you for that. We need more of this. Um, for I mean, you know, for I'm me, the question was I'm like, not liberal either, though. <laughs> well, for me, I <laughs> know, no, he's definitely not that. For me, it was again that summer of love they talked about and um all those uh, blm riots in chicago specifically really was like i'm done my mom lived in the south side and right around the corner from the building she lived a six-month-old shot while in her stroller this is when it was just like a shooting range out in chicago and no one's talking about it all while saying black lives matter all while crying about a george floyd there's fathers being shot in the back of the head walking down the street Two o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, with I mean, little it's, girl. It's that's one yeah. thing that gets me about like, you know, people who say BLM, but then will say defund the police. It's like, where do you think the crime? Like, I've lived in bad neighborhoods. I've been around shootings and violence. I've been mm-hmm. shot. Like, you've been shot. Yeah. The, like, like, if you get rid of them, it's not going to get better. <laughs> you know, I mean, the people who the, the people the who are going to step up to, to fill that vacuum. The people who are going to die are not going to look like the white dudes, like the white Bernie bros who are talking about defunding yep. the police. It's going to look like, exactly. you know, not, not, you know, the, the, the black lives that people claim to care about. And I'm, right. like, you can say exactly. what you want about cops, like how good they are if they solve things, but like, like absent them, there it's, would it's like, there would be more, like, more, you know, there's the, like, you know, there would just be more. Like, I, like I, I'm sorry, I don't think like community patrol is going to like, stop, like, they're real people. <laughs> yeah, who just, let's see how that works they're out. They're real, like, people who are just really, like, I've been around street dudes and like, there's some people mm-hmm. who are just, like really in the streets. Like that's what, that's what they do. But yeah. anyway, so what did so, you get kind of public so had, about it? Yeah. So, so that was going down. I was just, and at seeing many in my industry and in the industry publicly supporting 
like funds funds to bail these criminals and these dangerous individuals out of jail after burning down communities that where a lot of poor black people live. I was like, I'm done. I was done with the industry. I was like, I'm, I, I'm no more SAG dudes. You're not getting any more money from me. And then I went to the to the, the first Beverly Hills rally, and it was maybe like maybe sixty or seventy people. And this woman standing there at the park. These two women. One of them's uh, from Iran. I was like, I, I was like, hey, let me get my phone and find out. Like, start interviewing them. So I go to the lady. I'm like, well, you know, why are you here? And she's like, she's like, I'm I'm from Iran, and I'm here because I see communism coming, and I'm I'm not gonna let it happen on my watch. I'm like, all right, great. Then I go to this other lady, white lady, blonde hair, blue eyes, Jewish lady. It has has the ring a ring the size that could probably feed like my community right like right. she was she's well off and she's like open the schools that was her sign I go hey your sign says open the schools why what's going on why do you want it she goes it's not for me because I have enough money to give my kids tutors it's really for those poor black and brown people they say they care about that need this education and need a place to go and it's her realer and she starts crying as she's saying this. And oh, wow. I'm just standing you, there. You yeah, I'm standing footage. there. You, you have this footage, right? Yo, well, it was oh, on my it's on my old phone. The FBI took. So, they took my phone. They took my computer. They still have it. I've never been charged or arrested. Um, they just came in with guns drawn and took my stuff, guys. Like 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 long guns or like handguns? Yeah, it was. They are all ARs. Oh my! So I mean, that was been pretty traumatic. Like, did you go to, like therapy or anything? Oh, like, yeah. uh, no, I didn't go to therapy. I got God, buddy. I, I go. I went to church. I I went deeper in there. Why? Because you know. My biblical beliefs, I'm seeing the enemy work and everything, unfortunately, everything that's being proposed by the corporations and the ones running the show is antithetical to the Bible. And as I've been reading it and seeing it, I'm like, ooh, everything they're pushing is opposite that. So, Are you going to sue the New York, the the LA? Oh, also, first of all, so there was a point. So Mark Ponder was given a 63-month sentence and he was like the longest. He was a black dude. He was the longest Mm -hmm. January 6th. But I think another dude got seven years. Um. I think Guy Didn't Wesley, the, the old keeper guy, just got a bunch of years. Yeah, how many did he get? Um, oh, I don't know. I think he got. He got. He got. He got a lot. Yeah, that's a. Yeah, that's insane. But, yeah, that's I mean, a different, so that's was, a different ball. That's a different ball game there. <laughs> well, okay. So the, the L.A. Times says that you know they're like, oh, like you were in. Oh, oh so mm-hmm. yeah, the, the sedition. That's a maximum sense of sixty years. Um, wow. Yeah. Um, but the the. The LA Times says you were in the. I mean, I'm not trying to get you caught up, and I, you know, <laughs> you, but obviously, like you've already been, you know, approached. Well, the LA Times says you were in the Capitol. I, I, I'm like, but I'm like, anyone who was in there, I think, got charged, like for the most part. Not, not so, like, everyone. Not, not everyone. Okay. No, so it's like if no, you were walking everyone. around, like, yeah. They, okay. Oh, I didn't. I didn't go in and walk around. Walk around at all. I stood at the doorway, and I have footage okay, so, of all this. And so why, and so are you in my footage. Are you sue oh yeah, because- we're, we're we're suing. We're we're going at, right now. We're suing the FBI. We're right now. We're we're in the. Oh yeah, we're in appeals court up in uh, California, the ninth uh, district court. But you know, uh, it's super liberal. But we'll see what happens. Like this wasn't what happened to me and so many Americans. Everyone should be pissed off because you know there's there's a thing in our constitution called castle doctrine. That's in there saying you in your home whether you own it but you rent you live there that is your home. No government agency or city agency is allowed. They they broke my first, fourth, and fourteenth amendment. Period. Point yeah, blank. That, that's, that, I mean, well, I'm, I'm happy. You're, I'm happy you're suing. Um, you know, because I guess I think regardless of how you feel about you know left or right, like you know, protest is important. Um, and yeah, I oh, think definitely um, important. I okay. I want, we have to have a part two because I have to. I have to yeah, we got. I have to call. I will text. <laughs> yeah, you dude, I got. I got a call in a half hour. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, I want to talk to you more about 
the actual day itself and like what that was like. And yeah. also just like I know that like you basically got like you, you your agent dropped you, your manager dropped. Like once all that stuff came public, because I I, I, mm-hmm. I don't know if you were out before that, but I know once that stuff became public, you were dropped by everything. Like weren't you know, oh weren't yeah, booking. it was it was fantastic. And so <laughs> yeah, I know that's right. Um, so yeah. I want to talk about that too. But yeah, I'll let you go. Um, but yeah, we're gonna we're gonna pick this back up. My man, good, thank you for talking. having me on, brother. Oh, wait, tell people where they can find you. Tell people where they can find oh, you. Oh, yes. So you can find me on Instagram. You have to spell it out because I'm super shadow banned, but it's Siaka underscore Massaqua. <laughs> uh, yeah, you got to spell it uh, out. Go, go all the way to the O and I. Elon has to buy it. Elon has to buy, uh, buy it. You know, and that's what I was going to say. You go to you go to Twitter, and since it's new for me because I wasn't on it because I did start a Twitter because of Elon now, I'm like, yo, if they can show that you get engagement, everyone's going over there. You can find me at underscore Siaka Massacre. Um, I'm also on True Social at underscores or at Siaka Massacre and at uh, Facebook at Siaka Massacre as well. So okay. check me out there. Yeah, we got some comedy stuff. We do funny stuff. And I'm always down for a good conversation like this. Um, I don't mess around with trolls because it's ridiculous. So, But hey, if anyone wants to ask questions, reach out. We can have a good conversation. Awesome, awesome. Well, it's good to have you. We will do. We're gonna do a part two. Like, I do want to get to the like the, the, the aftermath. Like, we got off to January sixth, but the aftermath, like getting yeah. you know, yeah, the, we'll the, do the it. Paper. So yeah, but it's, it's good to get to talk to you and uh, have a good day. Also, you're on the you the Californians moved to Texas. Uh, the the Babylon, yes, B, Babylon B smash hit series. Uh, Ted Cruz was, was in there. Um, you know, however you feel about Ted Cruz, um, he it was he, did he act. was funny. He, he did act. Um, <laughs> he, yeah, I saw him speak once. He was pretty, he was pretty funny. Um, but anyway, yeah. it was great great speaking with you. Have a have a good uh yeah have a good rest of your day. All right, later. Peace. Okay, that was Siaka Massaqua. And, you know, just I try to fact check things live when I'm talking to somebody. Um, I'm not really opinion checking things. Like if you think that January 6th was the worst thing that's ever happened, you know, since 9-11, or if you think it was, you know, the most peaceful thing ever, you know, I'm not here to convince you one or the other. But anyway, that was Siaka Massaqua. Um, make sure you like, subscribe, rate, review all the, uh, the engagement verbs. Uh, you can follow me at D-S-O-N-O-I-K-I pretty much uh, everywhere. Uh, and yeah, catch you next week. Tell you what, this camera, though, from your stream, this stream is better. I use Restream and it's like, oof. <laughs>